Hi, I'm Helen, and welcome to another episode of Living Simply with God, a Christian lifestyle podcast and blog where we are about recognizing blessings, cultivating relationships, and encouraging others. Hey there. Today we're going to continue with the Simply Still series. This is the second in the series, and it is called How to Forego What is Good for What is Best. In a short video for my very first podcast that I had attached to it, I mentioned how I didn't want to start this blog and podcast unless I knew that God willed me to write it and record it. Over the years, I learned that one of the most significant contributors to burnout is piling responsibilities on top of responsibilities without ever considering if those commitments were actually willed by God to be a part of my life at that time. Of course, we'll experience burnout if we fill up our time with things that were never meant to be there to begin with. Today's post in the Simply Still series will focus on shifting away from being overcommitted. If you didn't check out the first podcast in this series from last week, please be sure to do that. And here's a gentle warning. Even commitments which are for God or which are good and healthy are generally not worth the trouble if they are not aligned with God's will for our lives at that point. That means praying through some hard choices. It also means possibly foregoing what is good for what is best. If you struggle with being overcommitted and a general lack of stillness, there could be a number of contributing factors. Maybe there's a value system which does not prioritize time and resources the way God would prefer. Maybe there's an apprehension around saying no. The possibilities are endless. None are mutually exclusive, and I have been guilty of most. Regardless of why you were overextended, today I'm going to offer two pieces of advice on how to reduce your current commitments. Here's the first piece of advice. Make a list of everything on your plate right now. What can you outsource? In other words, potentially shoppers at the grocery store or pickup and delivery options. What can a spouse or significant other do or be taught to do? I know so often we think we have to do it all ourselves and someone isn't going to be able to do it as good as us, but give them a chance. Do you have an older child? What can you do away with altogether? What needs to be put on hold for a period of time? Sometimes seeing things on paper can help make sense of what stays and what goes. Of course, pray on it. Here's the second piece of advice. If you're really struggling, or even if you're not, consider clearing as much as possible from your schedule. This may sound like a silly or extreme idea, but I love doing this each winter. I was actually just telling a girlfriend about this, how I started it a couple of years ago. We live in the Poconos, and although I love looking at the snow, I don't necessarily love being in it. It also gets very dark very early in the winter. Very, very early. 
Needless to say, winter in the Poconos really lends itself very well to a homebody seeking to lessen their load. Also, with all the hustle and bustle of beginning a new school year finally far enough behind us, it really is an opportune time to deliberately press pause on activities. Maybe those expensive gymnastic lessons lose some appeal after taking a break from them. Maybe that ministry you're serving in will be able to open the door for someone else to come in and serve in your absence. Only move toward reintroducing or introducing a commitment once you are certain it is meant to be there. More on this in a future podcast episode. Okay, now moving on. As I've mentioned in other episodes, I'll never offer advice that I don't follow myself or that's not a product of my own experience. Here's one example of how God worked through my commitments or lack thereof, probably for about the last year or so. Last year, I found myself in school yet again, only this time for my doctorate. At the time, I really sensed God wanted me back in school to open up new doors with a higher level of education. I was right about the school part, but wrong about the focus area. You see, I was pursuing a doctor of public administration to supplement my master's in the same subject area. I was about a semester or two in when I sensed God gently pressing me to stop. I had no idea why. Nor did I know what else he might want me to pursue. Nonetheless, I obeyed and withdrew. Within a few weeks, God was igniting a long dormant call to pursue ministry. Within a few more months, I started down a path which could culminate in ordination. And just this week, I begin a new higher education journey in seminary. What a whirlwind. Do you think I could have been able to identify what God wanted my next steps to be if I didn't create margin by first relinquishing some responsibilities on my plate? Maybe. Probably not. You see, I loved going for my doctorate. I thrive when I'm surrounded by minds brighter than my own, pushing me to think beyond what I'm currently capable of. Is pursuing higher education bad? Nope. But here's the thing. Those were my plans, not his. Once I sensed that God had different plans for me, I adjusted my course. I didn't know why or to what end. I simply obeyed. God took care of the rest of the details and revealed some of the missing pieces once I was open to seeing them. I still don't have all the pieces in front of me, but I trust him. And now I know through spirit-led affirmations that I am indeed on the right path this time, at least until God gives me new directions. Our stories will look different, but there will be a common denominator between you and I. We can accomplish infinitely more for those entrusted to our care and for the kingdom if we surrender to God's will for our lives. Sometimes less is more. Don't get me wrong, I can still overcommit, but I'm getting better about consulting with God while I decide what to take on. 
Now that we've reviewed some ways to think about and actually create more time in our busy schedules, we'll spend the next several episodes delving into some ideas around how to keep our schedules manageable. Without that, we will be back to square one in no time. Think of it as the maintenance phase in weight loss. That juice cleanse won't help much if we drive to Starbucks for some creamy caffeinated goodness as soon as the cleanse is up. All right, let us pray. Father God, in your infinite wisdom, help me to discern which responsibilities are really mine and mine alone. I feel comfortable when I'm in control, so I don't delegate as often as I should, but I know this is not your desire for me. It can't be. Trusting you is more than enough. When I feel led to transition out of participating in an activity in some capacity, I will trust that you know what is best for me and the others around me. I will humbly follow where you lead. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Thanks so much for spending some time here today and listening to this episode of Living Simply with God. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you listen to podcasts, and the blog's website, livingsimplywithgod.com. Of course, sharing is always encouraged and appreciated. I look forward to bringing you another episode next Wednesday.